<laughs> wow, that just says it all. Right there, we start. <laughs> me, 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 me. Fine. You can have the conversation. That's how we roll. Is that your design document? Me, 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 me. It's all about you. Let's just do it. I'm so embarrassed. It's going to be on you all time, all the time. Me, 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 me. So that's how the. This is how the after show works. If you want to talk, you say me, 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 me. So suddenly, you have created our story. So go ahead. I'm so embarrassed. I don't have anything to say. Actually. Has anyone played Feng Shui? Because that is the next RPG that I wanted to play. No. Yes, I have played it. And what what are your thoughts? Uh, the old edition or the new edition? Well, I haven't new. decided I, yet. I, it was probably going to be the new one, but, I mean, if you have strong feelings on that, then that might sway me. I didn't like the original dice mechanic very much. I know a lot of people did. Um, it didn't really do anything but lead to a, res a very narrow result. Um, it was kind of boring. Um, but the idea behind the world was interesting if you like mm -hmm. Big Trouble in Little China. And if you don't like Big Trouble in Little China, then there's not a lot of payoff. I, I do. I do like that. Yeah. I, so, I, I'm, I'm curious about this. You just mentioned dice. Why are dice used so much <laughs> as a decision device? They're I, not I, a... It's not even a decision device, though. Well, not even. Like a, it's, yeah. it's Why a is that stereotype? Why is that, is that... It's a random element, yeah. I think it's an easy way to have a narrow set of results that are chosen randomly. Um, the answer is very long and goes back to the 19th century. Do you want... <laughs> do you, do you want you educate Do you really want to know? I want yeah, to open that can. Clips notes. I'm opening it up. Four H.G. Wells wrote Little Wars, which was the first ever war game with dice in it. Um, most war games were played with a referee who would base his decisions upon how the two players in the game were acting, how they were making decisions and where they were putting their armies. And, and Little Wars actually wasn't the first one, but it was the first popular one. Uh, eventually they got tired of having the referee and it slowed play and they wanted to simulate the fog of war. And that's when dice came into the picture. Up mm. until then, dice were just a way to move around a board. Cool. Very interesting. So, so really didn't that event? long. Yeah, no, that was not long at all. So what are, what are some other devices now being used in innovative ways? Like, oh. I know, I know uh, for instance, because I'm totally like an ignorant person, I thought the hearing about Dread with Jenga. Dread is awesome. I, was like, I oh, think that's, that's, that's cool. lovely because oh. it's scary. You're like, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit. It it's is. perfect for it, it adds an element of terror that, oh, yeah. you know, a physical element of terror that you can kind of feel and is tangible, and I really enjoy it. Yeah. Oh, Jesse, Jesse's biting. Oh, yeah! I can't believe I forgot about Dread. I have to revise a previous <laughs> question. Whenever people ask me, and they're new to RPG, I was actually RPG expecting you to say that. That's why I, I asked you that question. Always say play Dread. That was why I asked you that question. That <laughs> was your lead-in. Well, you gotta let them know. I know. If there's if there's a script, Daryl. Then you have well, to let us. But I heard it scrolls up, and then you miss it. So. <laughs> yeah, when it scrolls up, I can't see it. I was. Can't be bothered to scroll back down. That's a lot. Of my my scrolling nonsense. finger is broken. That's all. <laughs> yeah, that's because the nonsense that I post in the group chat mostly. It kinda yeah. is. I was just gonna say anything strong. Other hosts. I don't know if we have these problems, but uh... <laughs> they're never coming back so, on this show. So me, 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 me. Yeah, dread, dread to me um, really knocks it out of the park in terms of getting that engagement with the mechanic that feels like it's supposed to feel. Dice don't really feel that way to me. Uh, Unless you're stacking them. Yeah. And if they yeah, fall. Yeah. <laughs> like a blueprint right. to a beautiful Good building. <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. I mean, here, let's make a game right now where you stack the dice up, and then when it falls, the result that you roll is 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 your thing. I don't know. Oh, and the, high, and the the higher the number, the better the roll. So you Maybe. Who knows? Carefully. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's Maybe. a lot of math. It is. It is a lot of math. It's also that that, that math sound is really fun. To me. What's for, I'll, I'll, I want some math in my RPGs. I'm all about it. But are you about lookup tables? That's what I really want to <laughs> yeah, do. Let's, yeah, let's, let's just do it all. Really? Really? There's an app for that. 
There's, there's love- nothing more fun in a role-playing game than watching somebody count their dice. Really. <laughs> really. <laughs> the best yeah. part of the game. I played Shadowrun, and that's all it was all about. Yeah. <laughs> How many dice could you roll in one? I couldn't hold them all in my hands. It's a min-max your character, so you have two handfuls, right? Yeah. I, I played a, a Starship Troopers, and it was just dice, dice, dice. Just huge yeah. sets of Chessex, and yeah, not a lot of fun. Magic missiles, just tons. Just yeah. tons of dice. <laughs> You can leverage that in the design, too, though. Um, what is it? Uh, 13th Age kind of does that, where yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a 10-level game, and basically every level you're rolling one more die on all the things you do. So in the beginning of the game, you're just rolling one die when you do damage or whatever, and by the end of the game, you're rolling 10. And there's something like like you get the sense of progress just by having a bigger mitt full of dice. Um does does that seem like a mistake there? The game's called 13th Age, and you roll 10 <laughs> dice? There, there's there's 13 ages. Well, uh-huh. there should be remember 13 Remember 7C, dice, the think... card game? You remember 7C, the card game? It had five Cs in it. Yes, that's wrong. That's, that's, <laughs> that's, that's a mistake when your game... It's like watching yeah. the movie 7, and only three people die. It doesn't right. make any sense. Yeah, yeah. It was going to be 7, and then they stopped it. Mm-hmm. That's what it was. They didn't want to see it. You didn't want to know it was coming. Well, you didn't yeah. want to know what was in the surprise. box. Surprise ending. Here's a question that somebody's posing or just said. Sir Bob on the uh, After Show feed is saying that legacy gaming should include character building. Thoughts? Mm-hmm. Like Risk Legacy or Pandemic, Pandemic Legacy, legacy or, uh, you know, Rob DeVos. Echo. Echo System. I don't play any of those, so I don't know. Mm-hmm. Did anybody play it? I mean, I know Daryl and I have played <laughs> Yeah, I love legacies, so maybe. Well, then, okay, so you're not a role player, Daryl, but if there was some kind of character building... I was just going to say, I'm almost a role player. Time stories. Time stories is coming out. Then I will be. That's not really role playing, man. It's... A little, a little. It's the beginning. No, you know it's what? You know when you are really a role player, Daryl? You know it. I can bring up the meme if you want me to bring up the meme. I know the meme. Yeah, I know, but when are you role-playing the most? When do you think? Oh, I'm doing it Saturday morning. I have a fantasy football draft. Yeah, Daryl is huge into fantasy sports. And uh, there's that whole... There's two Sarahs. Wow. Double Double the celebs. I didn't have that much wine. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so uh, fantasy football being an awful lot like D&D, as some people will say. But, I um, uh, I play a ton of Blood Bowl, and that, that has legacy character creation in it. Mm-hmm. I think that's the most fun part of the game is building up your team over time. Yep. Yeah, me too. I, I actually don't like the well most of the mechanics in between. I like the everything after it. Mm-hmm. In fact, it's, it's kind of funny because, I mean, when I was playing role-playing games heavily, that was the most fun part of it was making the characters... And and just having that go on more so than actually the stories. But I mean that was when I was a teenager, so I mean they weren't that good storytellers at the time. The people who um, were DMing or GMing, so Yeah. Hero Quest and Advanced Hero Quest sort of did it too, but they did it through widgets instead of through character development. Right. Yeah. I love Hero Quest. Why do you love Hero Quest? I don't know, because it's nostalgic and I just love it so much. The little skulls on the mantles and stuff. That. So yeah. cute. Yes, all the little pieces, and you can move the little skulls around. <laughs> so cute. So it sounds it. like you like toys and not games. Yeah. I like both. <laughs> games are toys. She likes <laughs> telling stories about her toys. Yeah. Which is a game. Yeah. I'll mail you some action figures. I have tons. Like, so, they're all oh. around my living room <laughs> right now. <laughs> On the topic of character creation, I've, I've always found that that's, like, the most jarring part of playing an RPG. We often have to have this entire separate get-together where we get ready to play our little campaign. Uh, and since, you know, we've got two uh, very experienced veteran RPG designers and people involved uh, in the RPG world, what are some of the most innovative ways that you've seen to integrate character creation into playing the game? Mm-hmm. I play the first session without a character sheet. We just play it with people, our normal people, and we slowly see what develops. Um, and then they make their character as we play the yeah. first session. Yeah. That's an idea. You're I've not locked into any decisions. 
I've done that with parts of character creation before, where you like make the core and then you define your skills and traits as you need them while we're playing to try and speed it up. So when, I when ran. Um... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh... I was just going to say, whenever we start a, a new campaign, um, we create our characters, but we leave it flexible for the first couple of games mm-hmm. in case things need to change. But the first gaming session is just us describing how our characters know each other and what our interactions have been. So that's kind of fun. So you like add, you add drop stuff? Yeah. Change your character? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you're like uh, this... I don't know, pers- persuasion is useless to me. I want to do something else. Yeah. You can. So. Yeah. 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 It would suck if you were stuck with it and it didn't do you any good. So, yeah. Yeah, we're rude. We just, we're usually just stuck with it. So. <laughs> <laughs> I think the, the last one I GM'd, uh, Jesse was playing and it was a dread thing. And yeah. I did it because it was, we had like several people trailing in to the, to the game who said, oh yeah, I can think I can play, I think I can play. Um, and so we created characters, and I wrote the story as people were kind of jumping in and did it over email. It was just easier. <laughs> and so they would answer the questions over email, and then I'd ask them questions back uh, and describe the scene that they were seeing and what they did. Um, I would take that and describe it to the other people um, online. So that was kind of fun. Uh, I think it worked. I don't know. Jesse, did it work? I, I actually thought that was kind of fun. It was kind of neat because... Every, like in the week leading up to the game, I periodically get these emails that sort of dragged me into the game and, and got me to do a little bit of like one paragraph long role playing responding to this weird scene. And only later discovered that it was actually other players' content that I was interacting with. So that was yeah. Actually and actually, it's funny because a lot of the stuff that you not not particularly you or anybody, in the, but everybody yeah. did, actually made other people decide things. Yeah, that's that right. Up to the rest of the game, which is fun. And then I died heroically almost immediately, so that was basically <laughs> most of my experience with your game. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well, that's dread for you, right? Well, yeah. Some, I had to demonstrate for all the new players that the tower is dangerous. The tower, <laughs> is dangerous. The tower can kill you. Yeah, that's right. Um, uh, I just did a last Parsec campaign, and um, part of it was... Uh, it's the future, so if there's electronic communication. Part of it was uh, me making a jump core... Um, email and, and profile and emailing the players different things so that they would have their own information they could bring to the game. So that was kind of fun. I do really like that. Um, our GM does that a lot. Like, he'll send, like, dreams to us or, like, a little note from someone in some kingdom somewhere else, like, emails and stuff like that. And he, it leaves it up to us. Like, he's like, you can share it with the group or keep it a secret. Sometimes he'll hand us slips of paper with items on them, like during the game, like you're you're off separated. He's like, Well you found this. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so I really like that because that, that makes like I don't it's know, fun. it just feels cool to have like something kind of your own and yeah. for you to be able to make that decision. Like it kind of feels like you're a little bit like of a GM. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Yeah, because you're a player that has your own secrets and things that you know yeah. that not everybody knows. Yeah, totally. And then you're just not talking about how cool you are. Like, guys, I'm the coolest ninja in this group. Like, you're like, the GM just handed me this. So, <laughs> the GM just told me I had the most yeah. amazing dream last night. Yeah, listen, this is a horse sword, and I found it, okay? So, <laughs> I'm, I'm curious, is there any examples uh, of kind of app assist or... App integration, uh, do you see that coming or, you know, assisting the GM or replacing um, the GM? Will Herman, oh, not, yeah, not to that extent, but, like, Will Herman has a wildcard creator that's great. There's a, there are tool sets online for building machines and things so that you don't have to do all the math yourself, basically. I guess math is I made hard. A, <laughs> math yeah. is so hard, you guys. <laughs> I made a joke at Gen Con about this that, the entire Lone Wolf company exists because everybody keeps designing these games that require spreadsheets. They make bad games so that Lone Wolf can stay in business. They're the Hero Labs guys. Yeah. And it, just, it just cracks me up. I mean, if these people would just make simplified games, Hero Lab would go out of business. Uh, I GM from an iPad, so, I mean, I, I look for good generic software that I can use to organize my sure. game in, and then I've got a little iPad Mini that I that I run the whole thing from. They usually have a PDF yeah. with the source book on as well. There's a um, Roll20 app for Google Hangouts, actually. There is. I can roll the die right now, I bet. Yeah. Oh, no, I don't have it on. 
I, I have mine. <laughs> and, I, and it's actually been my experience. Dice. That, I mean, Wizards tried to have app support for 4th edition, and like most of the Wizards built app support was mediocre compared to the fan-built app support. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I used iPlay4E to run my 4th edition games, and that was made by fans of the game through the Google API. Um, so, I mean, there's lots of room for, for apps and app support for running games, and it's, it's very handy from the GM side. I mean, and, and it lets us do cool things. So instead of passing notes across the table like Stephanie's GM does, uh, I send players text messages, and nobody knows any, any better that this has happened. Like, I had a player steal, like, you know, the typical rogue pickpocketing thing. It happens... So- Stole yeah, yeah. Else's phone. Stole something like a big pile uh, of gold off of the team's the party's half orc, and the half orc didn't know about it until three sessions later because the whole yeah. thing happened via text. Nice. <laughs> yeah, so you, can, you can, yeah, you can not suspend disbelief. That's yeah. right. The technology made it possible. Yeah, Jim, how come you want to get rid of the GM in in many of the the cases that you're working on? Um. I don't know. It just it happens. I don't want to get rid of GMs completely, but I resent the idea that it's my job to entertain you as the game master. <laughs> nice. Um, I think everybody should be involved, and they should have something to do. Something sitting around a table. I played, and, and no offense to anybody, I sat down and actually played Savage Worlds recently. Um, we played no, we played Deadlands Noir, and I sat there with six other people waiting for the GM to tell me that I could talk now, and. In four hours, I got to maybe play for 15 minutes, as opposed to sitting down for a two-hour game of Protocol and actually getting to play for two hours. Protocol plug! There it is. There it is. Well, Brendan ran you through Savage Worlds, and you you enjoyed that, it seemed like. I I did. I didn't like the dice rolling. I think that detracted from the gameplay. He'd written a fantastic story. Um, but I also had to pull myself back so I wasn't ball hogging. There were seven people at that table. Right, um, yeah. And okay. some of them didn't add anything to the story. I don't know why they were there. So yeah. there, there's something to be said for the GM, the GM-less games because if you're not there to engage, then you just don't show up in the first place. Right. Yeah, you there's make a, a really of, good point. There's a lot of dead good. seats at a Pathfinder table that are just waiting for their turn to roll, roll dice. Yeah. And you don't, need, uh, you don't need a good GM to have a GM-less game be an excellent Hashtag experience. not all true. Pathfinder. Hashtag not all RPGs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Pathfinder yeah. games matter, is that what you're saying? <laughs> but that's a really good point, because I've had players before where I would hand them things. I would give them so much to work with, and they would just be like, oh, um... I hide. Okay, uh, I look around the room. You know, it's like, ah, uh, I just told you all of these things that are in the room. Yeah. It happens. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's whenever you really start fucking with them, though, I feel like, then. Like, if they're not doing what you want them to do, then you, like, chop off the limbs and shit. Right? Wow. Yeah. Note to self. Role-playing with Stephanie. No role-playing with Stephanie. I kind of want to. love role-playing with me. role-playing with Stephanie. Steph, want to play Paranoia? Oh, yeah. Paranoia is a great, a great little game. I'm cu- I'm curious. Uh, are you seeing any trends of upcoming genres or storylines, and are there certain storylines you're hoping people get away with, get away from? I hope that those Pathfinder adventure <laughs> pathway things, whatever they're called, just go away. Oh my god! I mean, it's like reading a novel. There, it's not gaming. It's tell me what I'm supposed to. Where am I supposed to go next? Oh, talk to that guy. Get that piece of information. Okay, I've done that. Now, what do I do? It's worse than a choose-your-own-adventure book. It's a take-your-own-adventure book. It's like an MMO. Ooh. Nice. That was a fun sound effect. Jesse, yeah. talk again? Oh, what happened? You no, went, no, you're fine. You went you're a little Gaelic on us for a yeah. second. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you all good. So we got some questions uh, from the feed. Uh, first of all, Brian Casey asks, Jim, did you tell your GM that you weren't having fun when you weren't having fun? Uh, after the game, certainly, yeah. I don't disrupt the game while I'm playing, but afterwards I'll, I'll have a sided conversation with a okay. bad GM. All right. And I keep I keep disappearing from the screen. 
<laughs> yeah, it's okay. We know it's you. And then uh, Nick Walker is asking, uh, A, Daryl, why aren't you playing games on Saturday morning? And B, what you guys feel the best example of an RPG board game hybrid is, if there is such a thing. Hmm. If there... I feel like we kind of answered this in the show. Yeah. yeah. Hybrid question. Maybe Nick was so watching. I don't know. Watch the show. Yeah. <laughs> hey, plug for the show. Maybe uh, Shadows Over Camelot. Maybe. Oh, uh, really? Interesting. Uh, that's an odd choice. It's an interesting Gross. choice, actually. Huh. I I think that Tales of the Urban Knights is just reading, so it's not yes. really a storytelling game. That's right. And we already made fun of. Uh, uh, once upon a time. What about well, Dark yes, Moon? Jesse did. Jesse did. What about Dark Moon or Battlestar Galactica? Would, would those uh, I don't think those really tell a story. I mean, you can you can play a character, but if if you accurately play accurately play your character, like if you're a Cylon, and yeah. you're really like everyone would know. <laughs> well, would they? I like you're a good actor, though. Yeah. yeah. Maybe you're just not a good actress, Stephanie. I am not. I'm the worst liar. I am always Wait, found out immediately. This is true. Yeah. This is true. Cockroach poker. Oh. <laughs> games, I always give myself away, like on purpose. It's the pressure's too much, and I'm just like, I right, I'm coming out, Cylon. That's it. <laughs> I, I it, doesn't, it doesn't matter what approach I give. I could start with, I'm not a Cylon, and they're like, Cylon. Or I could be like, I'm a human, and they're like, Cylon. It's You're just there. Cylon. It's just there. The trick is not to look at your trader card until it matters. What about, See, what? I've actually done that before. I've tried to trick myself. Like, <laughs> I've tried to be like, you looked at that card, and it... Yeah, you tell yourself you card. looked at a different yeah. card. <laughs> no, yeah. what, about, what about werewolf? Also, always werewolf. Always, Everyone always knows. And there was actually, I periscoped it, and someone... I wasn't the werewolf, but I ended up being the werewolf because, like, it was switcheroo, it was one-night ultimate werewolf, and then I ended up being the werewolf. Yeah. And, then, and, and I was found out and killed. I think if you're willing to do the work to extrapolate out a story from Betrayal on House on the Hill, that yep. almost becomes a story. Yeah. I think that's, it depends on the scenario. Good. Some of the scenarios are a little bit weaker as far as like sure. story sure. Yeah. goes. Yeah, sure. But yeah, you can kind of get into it and play your role a little bit. We were talking about that earlier. You can kind of play a role if you're playing a board game just for yeah. fun. Yeah, yeah, I'd do it. I, I think it's yeah. fun. I enjoy doing that. Um, let's see what else people are asking. What else? <laughs> Nick is asking Steph, have you tried not being a Cylon? I mean, <laughs> yeah, I have. I have. I have done that. Thank you. Good tip. Good tip, Nick. What are your thoughts on games like, oh, I know Jesse plays this game a lot, uh, Pathfinder Adventure Card Game. So I... I enjoy it, but that's purely for nostalgic D&D reasons. Mm. I mean, my wife and I will sit down with a bottle of wine and we'll play through one adventure of Pathfinder Adventure card game. But, I mean, all that the biggest thing that game has done for me is given me a really strong drive to design the card-driven RPG that I've always wanted. Cool. It is. But basically, you're just like, oh yeah, remember Shark to Puss? Like, <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's like, yeah. oh, this is like our old D and D games. Right? Yeah. I mean, we see cards and stuff, and we're like, oh, ha ha ha, swords and goblins, and yeah. pass me the wine. <laughs> <laughs> so it takes social lubricant to actually get through the game. I'm not sure that's a good sign. Have you played? No, oh, it's just it's it's a really light game. Yeah. Have you seen Can you what? You played the Shadow Card game. The no, Shadow no. Card game. The crossfire. Uh, the, is that what it's called? I don't know. The yeah. it's, it's, it's based on Shadowrun, but it's the card, the deck building game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I haven't played. I do. I would like to try it because I used to love Shadowrun, but I, I somebody talked yeah. me out of it for some reason. I don't know. It's really hard to win. So if, that's right here. If that's a problem, then don't. Oh no, I'm, no, I'm winning. okay with that. I'm okay I, with I like really. Easy. Yeah, I'm. I'm okay I with like really big challenge. So I'm totally okay with hard to win. Yeah. 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 I think I've yet to win a game of Legendary, the deck building game. So, whatever. Were you a Cylon? Probably. <laughs> yeah. Just, what, what I, your, I swear I'm good at games, guys. What was your win condition, though? For, not be a Cylon. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a bad thing to be bad at lying. It's kind of a good thing. 
Means you're honest. Uh, that's just an ultimate loss. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Stephanie, I gotta be honest. I played Sheriff of Nottingham, and mm-hmm. I, I hated it because I hate lying in, in games, and I ended up winning anyway. But you, no, you do not have to lie to win. Yeah. Right. A good enough. A good portion of the points that you get come from getting the majority in the different groups. Totally. I have played that game and not lied before. I've also played and lied and been caught. I've actually won that game a lot, and that's why that's one of my favorite social games, because um, you don't have to lie to win. win. Yeah, and I can <laughs> win it. Yeah. Because you, you're not no, the silent. No, even though, not. like, Spyfall and stuff like that, which I almost always, always lose, I still love playing it. Like, mm-hmm. even if I'm terrible and always found out, I still really enjoy that for some reason. I don't know. Because hmm. it's a fun game. Maybe. Yeah. Come on. I'm okay. I'm okay being the bad guy. Whatever. You guys probably talk about this a lot on your show, but what are your thoughts on, you know, co-op games versus competitive games sort of in general? Like, what do you sort of gravitate toward? I'm interviewing you now. <laughs> that's fine. Yeah, that's awesome. Go ahead, Daryl. Oh, I was just saying that's awesome. Table flip away. Yeah. I think I like both equally. They both have their place. I I kind of consider myself an omni gamer in that like I like a little bit of everything. So um, I enjoy competitive and I enjoy cooperative. It just kind of depends on what mood I'm in. Um, my roommate and I will do a lot of cooperative games together. It depends on the players, right? Yeah. More than anything. Yeah. I I don't like uh, co-op games, but because oh. what you just said, because of the players, because I think co-ops are just a solo experience. Like I think ultimately it's an alpha alpha designed game. So you aren't uh, playing with the right people. Well, mm, unless you yeah. create more rules <laughs> so that you don't have an alpha gamer. Space. But I know what you mean. Yeah, where some one person is telling everybody their strategy. I've had yeah. that happen. It's not yeah. fun. That's I mean, rare. That just kind X-Com's of XCOM's a good watching. fix. XCOM's a good fix for that, don't you yeah. think? Space alert. Yeah, XCOM and Space Alert have they both kind of have that uh, that idea behind it where it's something else driving the game so you can't actually alpha as much because or somebody actually has to alpha and you actually let them do it because otherwise the game falls apart. I was just gonna say you can in both of those scenarios let someone alpha how you should play. Yeah, which is which is kind of fair in a way, right? I mean, in the higher difficulties, you need to in Space Alert. You oh, need you someone who's survive. like, you need someone who's sitting back and seeing the whole picture, giving everybody guidance. Otherwise, you're not gonna make. It. I need that in the in the easiest versions of Space Alert. <laughs> I do not like timing-based games. Not my strong suit. Uh, yeah. 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 I mean, it's it's like Matt Leacock would say, you know, guy who designed Pandemic and all those things, is that if you don't like alpha gamers, don't play with alpha gamers, right? But there's always yeah. an alpha gamer. No, I, actually, no, I think that's no, an illusion. Most of my friends are not alpha gamers. Yeah. Most of my local friends. I think the game actually creates alpha gamers. I think that you're crap. <laughs> <laughs> it, could, it could be that Daryl is an alpha gamer. No. Yes. If, if often gamer. I will sit back and be like, well, I don't want to be an alpha gamer, so let's see what happens. And what happens is a new alpha gamer is created. Like that's that is inevitably what happens, and and it may even be like a weird Darryl, synergy where Darryl, someone says, play, "I'll take care of this, and you take care of that." We're gonna play a co-op game together, you and me uh, at uh, BGG. No. We're gonna play a co-op together. Oh, okay? Why do this? Play the grizzled or something really fast. We're gonna do it. We're gonna do it, <laughs> and I will not alpha game you, and you will not alpha game me. No, no, but it's all an illusion. It's like I'll, I'll play like even like say Robinson Crusoe. Some nice storyline there, you know. People with experience, you know, and people will say, "Oh, what would you do in this in this scenario?" And like, you'll drive you'll drive the question to people that don't have experience from the game, so that they're like feeling like they're helping choose. But really, it's still like you chose the person to choose, so you've driven <laughs> like there's still like a meta narrative of. I was gonna uh, say that's so meta. What? Yeah, <laughs> I was saying in, inherently it just creates a solo experience. I don't know. I, I, I like co-ops. Have you played Isle of Necro? Dr. Necro? Um, yeah, I've played it. 
I was the developer on that, and, and it's okay. sort of a co-op, and we were trying to make it so that there wouldn't be an alpha, because we're well aware of, at least well aware of what he's talking about. Um, by taking cards out of the deck every time you play, you don't know what you're going against. Right. So that alpha telling you what the best decision mathematically in that situation to do right. can't be correct, because you don't know what's in there and you what's what you're facing. Right. I haven't played this game. I want to I play this either. game. I'm yeah. looking at. I'm looking that, at it on. That makes sense right as a solution. The irony is, I feel like the pure chaos would drive me nuts. Yeah, that probably would. Yeah, because <laughs> you're just facing card after card after card, and you're, it's, it's a resource draining game, right? It's right. you just gotta survive each encounter. I kind of wish we had just like track, like a track of all of the games that we've talked about, <clears> like <throat> all of them. We we well occasionally we do that in the chat like we'll kind of type them out or whatever. But. <laughs> Nick says Daryl just make suboptimal moves and that'll yeah that'll be fine. Sure. I know that's that's Darryl, usually what we, that's usually what that. that is a running joke that. is that, that if you want a, if, that you if you want a good it. experience in a co-op just play poorly. So that's, <laughs> that's, uh, yeah, that's the way to have a good time. That, that does not sound like the way to have a good time. No. To me. It's, it's funny because I mean, like when uh, I, I guess I can, I guess I just suspend my disbelief unless somebody is really in my face about it. I just take it as helpful suggestions. Yeah. Well, yeah, because it's a co-op. Yeah. <laughs> unless somebody is like, no, you can't do that because that would ruin this. Then I, I, you know, I far I far more enjoy at least a little paranoia in my decision making. So if there is one trader <laughs> in our midst, or there's a team scenario, so semi co-op then, is okay. Yeah, semi cooperative or some you know some type. I think of that's culture. why the detractor games are so popular, actually, because yeah. because of that. I I never thought of it as like a way to to balance out the alpha gamer, but that's a really good point. Yeah, well, just it, like, totally, oh. it totally annihilates the, the alpha gamer concept because yeah. you might be listening to the guy who wants the game to actually fail. Daryl just likes right. it, obviously. And lies. Me, 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 me. Things <laughs> <laughs> that you don't understand and would be bad for you. Yeah. 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 It's also fun to be a traitor, right? I mean, it's kind of fun <laughs> no. to be... Not fun. To be... It is. As long as you don't get caught. But you always yeah. get caught, Stephanie. So well, it's really also fun problem. for everyone else to watch Steph be a traitor. No. So. It really <laughs> is. It really kind of no. is. It's just a different experience than a co-op, right? It is, it is definitely challenging. Like, you have that extra, like, I'm working against everyone. It's not just working against the game. You're kind of yeah. trying to, yeah. You don't, you don't have people helping you win, which is kind of hard. Yeah. Right. And and there's that aspect of people cannot table talk anymore because well they do a little bit, but they can't too much because then they're giving the trader information too. So they're kind of like roundabout going, yeah. and then I'll do that and you'll do that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> what about yeah. a game like uh, Space Cadets where everybody's preoccupied with their own little goal? <laughs> like die like die stool. Yeah. Any of those Space Cadets type things? The massively multiplayer solo games? Yeah, I was just going to say that. <laughs> it's like, so you just made me doodle with my hand so I don't notice the game that's going on? No, you pay attention. You're doing your own thing until, like, the captain is like, hey, do this. You know, like, we need more torpedoes. Yeah, otherwise, you're probably just rolling for torpedoes anyway. Yep, they're mm. just rolling. Yeah. <laughs> And if you roll the first time successfully, you can just sit and watch everyone else. That never happens. <laughs> if you have a torpedo ready, it's going out. <laughs> That's when you have to be like, torpedoes are ready, and then the captain's like, fire! Again, the violent trend has been shown. Yes, yes. Well, that needs to go on a for Starhold. Sorry? That needs to go on a t-shirt, by the way. If you have a torpedo, it's going out. <laughs> I thought you meant the violent. Talk to Bonacore. Talk to Stephen and get that made. Yeah, oh, yeah. Or or Stephanie is violent. That could also go on the t-shirt. That could also go on a shirt. That's definitely a t-shirt. <laughs> Whatever. So Brian's Brian Casey's asking, what makes people think they have to do what the alpha gamer says? They don't. You don't. Right. Peer pressure. There is a smart. There is a smartest person at the table, though. Yeah, it's, yeah, because, it's tough yeah. if somebody's played the game a lot or they have really good strategies. It's hard to not yeah. be like, oh, yeah, you're right. That's a really good move. But I, mean, I think you could just go, hey, like, you've played this before and you've won this before. Let's, can we, do you mind if we all kind of try and figure that out without... So then the weird part is, why are they there? 
Yeah. <laughs> this this is why I don't play Pandemic with people. That's why I don't like to play Yeah, Jesse, Jesse will, I would think, Pandemic, right? So. Well, because I've, I used to play it solo with four characters, and I do it on the hardest difficulty setting. Um, so I can so play the four-player game by myself. So I really know let the other players do what they want because you're like, I know what I can you see do. it, and it so drives then, me nuts. So, then, so yeah. I want to play with Jesse and then just like be like, oh, No, man. but then you're not going to play. <laughs> and then just shut him down and be like, No, that's, I'm not doing that. No, it's not you, my problem. You're going to see I'll be like, nope, not going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> you are not my partner on Pandemic <laughs> <laughs> What about uh, Hanabi, where they eliminate the with, through lack through hamstringing communication? Well, so yeah, there's there's really that would be really hard for there to be an alpha player in Hanabi uh, unless unless you house rule like. <laughs> You started, Jim. But you can't say anything, Daryl, unless you're cheating. There, there is ways to to dominate Hanabi, because then you don't waste clues being given by less superior players. <laughs> Did you see that? You're such an alpha player. <laughs> you are the alpha player. You're the oh, yeah. I'm just saying how you could <laughs> alpha it. I'm just... We need to make Daryl a shirt. I am the alpha player. Hear me roar or something? Yeah. I don't know. I'm not saying that's how I play Hanabi. I'm just saying that if you wanted to alpha game it. If, it if is, you were playing with a guy named Daryl, <laughs> for example. I mean, R&R does make Hanabi. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's funny because I actually don't mind being alpha gamed in a co-op game. It doesn't happen often. Right. Um, but where I really don't like being told what to do is in a competitive game. Yeah, I was just going to say, you oh, that drives me nuts. It's really funny to watch. Mm. What, I when, I, when somebody tells, does it to me, you yeah. find it funny for, to watch me. Yeah, that's that's an entertaining game. <laughs> I will, I will like, so, yeah, kind of do accidentally do that on the first couple of turns. If I'm teaching everyone a game and they don't know the game yet, then sure. I'm, I'm kind of like... But I, I want to make sure that they know yeah. all of the rules. So I'll you be like... Vote okay, out just so you know, like you could also do this as an option, mm. and then if they did whatever, then be like, okay. But I just want like everyone to know, like, hey. Yeah, I think that's okay when you're teaching a game to say like, if I were you, I would probably do this, as right. long as you're not doing it like backhandedly, like, like every single turn, and yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, you're telling them like, here's a strategy that I would employ, because they don't know the game yet. Right. Would, it be, would it be fair to teach the game, but also, like, mix in some bad advice? <laughs> so, no. you're like, so you're like, you could do this, or you could do this, and they're both yeah. great strategies. No. Yeah. They're, they're, how about they're both strategies? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, well, great turn. strategies you relative could. to someone. Yeah, so. totally. I have, to, I have to tell this story now. I was at a tournament playing Game of Thrones, and only two of us had ever played before. And so I was constantly giving everybody bad advice at the table so I could win. That's awesome. <laughs> it, was, it was a tournament. I'm not well, there to make friends. Well, I'm there to win. A, a tournament's a win. different, right? That's legit strategy. Legit. Although, Jim, you taught me a couple of board games, and both times I'm pretty sure you lost to me because you gave me good advice. Yeah, 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 because it wasn't a tournament. I was yeah. teaching you the game. Yeah. Totally different, different scenario. scenario. You weren't yeah. keeping food out of his mouth. <laughs> I, I have had someone do that to you, me before. They're like, here's how you can beat me. Do do And then I'm like, yeah, so okay. I, I think that's fair, Maybe. too, right? <laughs> One of the things I can't stand when somebody's teaching a game is they'll take 45 minutes to teach a 30-minute game. I don't need to know every single permutation that this game Damn. has in I order to play it. Let's just start. Right? You know exactly what I'm talking about, yeah. Sarah. But, but, but there are those people that so, will go, well, if I had just known that, then I would have done that a long time ago, and then I would have won the game. Shitty. Those people are shitty. Those people are Don't play games with those people. It's yeah. not your job to be the perfect teacher of the game. But I demo, I demo and play at my FLGS a lot, so there's a lot of like new people and people I've never played with, so I tell have them, to be able to play with them. Tell them should not everybody. like board games. Tell them yeah. <laughs> And spend any time going against the grain. Show. I'm just gonna link to this show. Yeah. Just be like, watch this show. You're shitty. <laughs> oh hey, Jesse. You know what Jim's yeah. talking about at minute 35. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember that game that we saw at Protospiel where it was using the different colored lenses on the glasses? 
Uh, yeah. Did you get to play it? No, I didn't. That sounds oh, awesome. Do you can only it. read some of the clues or something? Or? Yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah, it's, like, it's like each person can only see certain icons on the board using the old like colored glasses with this stereoscopic. Yeah. That sounds printing. badass. What is that called? It's uh, it was a prototype. Uh, so we don't know. I, mean, I can ask. I can find that out for you. Cool. Yeah. It is. Uh, it was interesting. Because, um, uh, yeah, Tyler just asked on the feed, what about a co-op game where you take away the sense of people, like sight, sound, mm. voice, and you have to work together to accomplish it? And, yep. I mean, there are well, some games that are like that, right? Anabi, Anabi does yeah, that. Yeah. But even UgTech, right? You take Ugg away tech, the power yeah. to communicate properly, and you give them, <laughs> you give them a club. Something to hit each other with. Yeah. <laughs> I love UgTech. <laughs> Uh, okay. I've heard of this game but never played it. How you does have it, an, it you have an inflatable reality? you have an inflatable club. Yeah. Which is all you need to know. And you hit you hit your opponent with it. To no, you hit your teammate. You hit your teammate. Sorry. I also but when, no. okay, so here's the deal. And if, yes, if, if you hit it if you hit them twice, it's no if you hit them once. And it's and it's like rotate or something if you hit them three times. And then you have certain <laughs> words yeah. that you're allowed to say, like ooga looga. And Ugaluga means the blue thing. You're you're oh, an architect in in prehistoric and so you're times. like constructing. So you'd be like Ugaluga, and then they would grab a piece and you would hit them. They can't hit them see. Once, they they can't see the the blueprints. Only you can see the blueprints, and you Got have to tell it. them how to okay. do it with this with this ancient language and a club. Yeah. And, and all they, the words obviously sound the same, so it's like and they know, and they know this and they know this language, or are they trying to figure out? Oh, no, they, no, they know it. Although an, a great advanced variant is you don't show them that. I have played that where you have to progress. Yeah, so what, what's the difference in just saying, like, you're right or you're wrong? No, because all the words sound similar. So, like, one will be, like, Ooga Looga, and another one will be Looga Looga. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And then you hit them because they may have grabbed the wrong thing. Yeah, there's a game there. It sounds like oh, a totally. fun game for kids, even. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, a fun it's game. got an inflatable yeah, two. club. Two inflatable clubs. I'm, I'm not a violent person, so I would not. Really? Really? <laughs> I think you kind of are. Lies. I think you are violent. I have a note here that says Stephanie is violent. I was supposed to make a t-shirt. I yeah, I was just going to say, I think I have that shirt on order. Did somebody pass it to you? Did your GM pass it to you? That yes, the GM passed it to me. I'm very upset right now. I have I, I have a curiosity. What, 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 what do you people think of the community episode of of D and D? Does that does that give a, a a fun pop culture reference, or do you feel like that's feeding stereotypes? Uh, like, what do you think the, the the ramifications of that is? I like it. I, I they take it so far off of the stereotypical track that I don't... You know what I mean? I don't think that they sort of feed back into the old stereotypes. Yeah, and it I mean, happens in the context of community, which frees them from some of that, too. Yeah, yeah. Part of the show is about that. It was kind of as realistic as the D&D cartoon from the you know 80s, so... I mean... <laughs> I, I like what are you gonna do? I any publicity for face-to-face -face games. Role-playing games, board games... I, I like any publicity for that, as long as it's not painting it in a negative light. Have you guys seen the Key and Peele episode of the D&D? No, but I love Key and Peele. Watch it. Yeah, it's look that up. Yeah. It, it's a thing, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Do you guys, uh, are you guys playing 5th edition stuff? You are, right? Uh, I, I'm not <clears throat> currently, but I have played. Okay. Oh, Suzanne is playing 5th edition now. I think. Yeah. Or maybe she stopped, I don't know. But <clears throat> just wondering what your impression was if you played like... Oh, I love... I actually really loved 5th edition. So um, I played it um, a little bit. So we were, we were doing Pathfinder and some people were going to be on vacation So um, for like four sessions. So we took a break and jumped into some 6th level 5th edition characters and fit them into our Pathfinder world, like into their backstory. <laughs> So that was kind of cool. Um, so I actually got to experience 5th edition without the squishiness of the first level characters. Um, but our DM was also, that was his first time running it, and he wasn't sure like how to balance out the creatures and the module and like what was going to be difficult for us and how to you know assign experience points and stuff. So, But we also kind of knew it was just going to be a fleeting thing, so we weren't really too worried about it. 
Um, and then I played in an online 5th edition game where we did start from scratch, and I died immediately also, P.S. <laughs> um, but I kind of went YOLO and, like, ran in, so whatever. But, um, but yeah, I really, really liked 5th edition. I didn't care for 4th edition. I know Jesse... I'm with you. Jesse doesn't like it either. Oh, he doesn't? I thought he, I thought he said he played it, so I wasn't sure. Well, yeah. But that's why I'm confident saying it never existed. Oh, okay. <laughs> we're, we're retconning that one out of, yeah, out of our existence. I don't care for like, the min-maxing and like, the like, super tactical stuff. I wasn't yeah. really into playing a tactical war game. I'd sat yeah. down to play an RPG. Yeah, yeah. I definitely like the elements that 5th edition adds to your character that relate to mechanics. I think that that's really cool. Mm-hmm. I have a question for you all. Uh, what do you use to play games um, online, not in person, if you do that? Tabletop Simulator. Yeah, we use yeah. Uh, Tabletop Simulator sometimes. Um, I've, I've wanted to do ViewScreen over Google Hangouts. I just We just haven't had time. But Jesse's moving to uh, UK, so maybe we'll be able to do that because that's the only way we'll be able to play games. Right, Jess? Yeah, well, I'm okay. actually going to pick up Tabletop Simulator next week for that very reason. It was on sale. It might still be. I missed the sale. I oh, mean, okay. unless it's on sale again. Uh, it was on Bundle Stars. Let me see. I had to uninstall Steam a few weeks ago to <clears throat> get my work done. <laughs> to get your work done. I don't think I could do that. Oh, he has a thesis due. He better do yeah, it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it is still on sale. It's 40% off. Ooh, there you okay. go. Well, then I'll, I'll pick that up after we sign off. <laughs> there you go. It, oh, it says it ends in one day, one hour, 57 minutes. So I can wait till the morning. Seconds. There you we go. Can. Yeah. Perfect. <clears throat> Any last-minute plugs from anybody? Oh, uh, storytelling game on Kickstarter right now. Um, mm. It's a whimsical direction-based storytelling game the, by J.R. The writer is meh. <laughs> um, so it's a button-shy wallet game series, so it's three micro-games by Jason Tagmeyer, and one of them is a storytelling game that J.R. Honeycutt designed called North, South, East, Quest. So. Interesting. And it's well, just a little, little story game? Mm-hmm. Yeah, all three of them are, are micro-games, and um, I don't know about... The other two. One one is like oh, uh, smoke and mirrors. Smoke yeah, and smoke mirrors. and mirrors and fever chill. Right. Fever chill, that was it. That's mm-hmm. it. Fever chill. and deduction, and younger. then yeah. Cool. Sarah, what about you? Yeah, yeah, I'll link that in cool. the chat. Um, uh, let's see, Savage Tales of Horror coming out. Uh, I think on Halloween. <laughs> Very apropos. Yeah, yeah. And is that is that going to be a it's a source book? Um, it's actually a lot of adventures for right. um, uh, they're all just horror themed adventures for Savage Worlds. Excellent. Um, and they take place in different uh, settings. So I think ours is the only one that's in East Texas University, but. Um, <laughs> think. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, let's see what else is happening. Um, uh, well, I'll let Jim do that. Jim, what else is happening? What's going on? I was going to say, I'll let Sarah do that. She's supposed to plug my stuff. I don't. <laughs> oh, there we go. I don't do that. I don't do that stuff. I'm an asshole. Remember? <laughs> no, just, <laughs> just, just acting like an asshole. My favorite asshole, I think. So. Yeah, there you go. All right. Well, he's got a bunch of uh, his games on sale at postworldgames.com. Yeah, and games. Have, has Everybody Kickstarters coming yeah. out every once in a while as well. So yeah. Yeah, and all the games are very reasonably priced. Um, you know, it's, oh yeah. It's just printers and inks, and um, Drive Through RPG has a bunch of stuff of yours as well. Uh, so there's yeah. tons and tons of uh, Jim Pinto game goodness out there for those mm-hmm. of you who want to do some GM list stuff as well as. Uh, I think you have like source books or like adventure packs for Fiasco and some other things like that on your website as well, right? Yeah, um, that's true. On the website, I think there are some Fiasco play packs. Um, the thing that I'm most proud of is something called King for a Day, um, and that's okay, cool. on both my site and on DriveThruU, and it's for actually it requires a GM. Believe it or not. King for a Day, awesome. We'll look it up. And Jesse, that's on let's... PostWorldGames.com, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And then some of There's it will be on drive through RPG or whatnot. Yeah. 
I'm sorry, I keep breaking in at the wrong time. No, no, time. go ahead. Um, Do it. I was thinking about this earlier when Jesse was saying he likes to use um, his iPad to run games off of. Mm -hmm. There's something that I really like. So this was when I didn't really know Jim. Um, something I really liked about his games were that they fit the screen. They're not, it's not like a regular PDF where it's like paper sized. Mm. It's, you know, landscape, so it fits your mm -hmm. screen, which I like a lot. Because yeah. I'm a nerd and I like to see the whole page at once. No, I think so, that's, that's yeah. a good thing. And not full of high resolution images uh, <laughs> so that it doesn't lag out my iPad when I flip the page. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, uh, most, most protocols are about two megs, I think, total. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, they're they're really they're really compact and and sleek. Yeah. I like them. And Jesse, anything from us? No. No. I got nothing to plug yet. <laughs> yeah. Soon. 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 We can't plug it quite yet, but we're in the the steps of inking our deal on a storytelling game with uh, somebody. We'll we'll announce yeah. that when when it comes up. So. Yeah. Mysterious. Yeah. It is. It's not Mysterium. Because no. <laughs> that's already been done. All right, so on that note, you know, I think that's pretty much time for me to go to bed because it's one o'clock here in the good old east coast of the of the continent. Um, Daryl, Daryl and I are gonna make a game. You guys are gonna make a game like right now. Mm -hmm. All right. Do I have to do this too? <laughs> what's like that? What's up with this? Uh, what like, are we doing? He's like what the coolest club in New York. And so much picking on me. You just clap <laughs> You just say me, 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 me at the door, and you can get into the club. <laughs> All right, Daryl. <laughs> is that a sneak peek into the game again? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. It is. It is a little bit. It is a little bit. <laughs> I, that was a little hint. Uh, so with that said, uh, you can reach us at Meeple Syrup on Twitter. You can find us on Facebook and other places. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. If you have ideas for episodes, uh, please send them our way. Or if you have questions or uh, just, yeah, we love connecting with uh, people making games or... Uh, trying to make games. And uh, so with that said, uh, keep making great games. We look forward to playing your game soon. Thanks for watching. Bye. Bye. Bye.